so we are so excited today. We are the Homeworkies Podcast, and we are here for our second three-timer interview, <laughs> which makes her, yeah, which makes Nina along with Catherine Disher the true queens of our podcast. So this is very exciting, and I'm Rachel. Amber's here. Hello, everybody. And oh, and uh, if you can, if you're watching this on YouTube. I'm not just glitched in a glamorous manner with a crown on my head. I am, I'm just doing audio today. <laughs> you can tell good. them you did not want to get dressed. I didn't want to get ready. I was babysitting my baby niece and I was like, no. No, it's hard. It's hard work being on baby patrol. I get it. I get it. I'm going to give you a pass this time, Amber. <laughs> so Nina, Nina Weinman, amazing writer extraordinaire. You're a three-timer on our podcast. Can you believe it? It's like that Saturday Night Live sketch. Remember the Saturday Night Live sketch where the hosts were like, it was like a big deal. They got, they got like a coat or a bathrobe. I want my Hallmarkies bathrobe. <laughs> I mean, we're working on getting some merch, so be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. I to put star across it. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. I'm happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we love talking with Nina. One of our favorites. And like we've said before, you would be surprised how often we bring up your name on our podcast. So I haven't gotten a chance to watch the, I've been so busy and I haven't gotten a chance to watch the, um, the preview specials. Yes. And so, you know, I don't, I don't know what to expect here. I don't know what kind of a reaction I'm getting at from you guys. Well, because I don't have a Paul Campbell movie. Oh, I know. But my favorite thing on the entire of the internet is when you and Paul Campbell are like, oh, hey, let's be best friends. And you both are like, obviously, someday it'll happen. And I'll feel like I made that happen. Yeah. <laughs> you and Paul Campbell will be the best of friends. Uh, that's our dream. When I, do, when I do a Paul Campbell movie, you will come visit the set. <laughs> okay that we are making yeah. happen <laughs> he's awesome he's such a great guy and his wife Lori is great too so yeah. they're really cool people and they have the cutest kid yes adorable also help when people make pretty babies <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been we talked to you last in June oh was it June so had I guess Love at First Dance hadn't aired yet, or had yeah, it, it was that week I think that it was airing. Okay, so yeah, I had Love at First Dance, and then I had Love at Sea over the summer, and then I have three on Christmas coming up this Christmas two that I wrote and one that I rewrote. Well, you'll be glad to hear that we both gave positive reviews to okay. both of those, and I still have love at first dance very high in my rankings oh i love that for the year yes um i have love at first dance at number eight in my ranking overall overall 57 That's hallmark movies this before year before christmas before christmas <laughs> get dropped down i'm prepared i'm preparing myself <laughs> just a little bit lower like maybe yeah. a few <laughs> but i think it's it's i mean we we have no more non-christmas movies coming so it's a it's a, gonna be in the top 10 of uh 2018 non-christmas non okay. so congratulations I'll take it. exciting 
And you still have maintained your three and a half or higher ranking. For okay, me. so you, I haven't gone any lower than that? No, and that is, that is tricky to do. No, you guys are hard to please. <laughs> <laughs> My goal in life is to make you happy. Oh, <laughs> I hear that I get like a one, a one sock. No, it's not socks. It's only Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the, the socks are only for anticipation. Preview yeah. only. Right. We only assign numbers once we have all the data. <laughs> okay, so I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch the um, preview special. So what's the, mo what's the most highly anticipated by the Hallmarkies? Well, we're, we're really excited for Godwinks because Kimberly Susted and Paul Campbell. I know, I know that's your dream cast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. And fun fact, we got to interview them both together oh really so it's gonna be a pretty epic epic it. podcast <laughs> but i'm actually really excited for the shoe addicts uh because i actually loved that book i thought it was really funny and uh really I, I mean i love christmas carol and so it was sort of a clever new take on christmas carol and uh an homage almost it's, you know, Jean Smart with Candace, who's like royalty, and yeah. Marlon. It's such a great cast. It's, it's yeah. just feels slam dunky to me. Yeah. And yeah. then there was this other one um, that has Lori Laughlin and Victor Webster in it oh, that we both ended up giving diamond rings to. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I've heard that one. I maybe even was there. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was a really great experience. Like Lori and I pitched it together and a year ago in October and she such a pleasure and a joy and a complete pro to work with that we want to do something else together because she's absolutely delightful. Uh, awesome. I well, Chris, Christmas at the Palace is definitely up there for me as well. Uh, I, Merritt Patterson. Is that Merritt Patterson and Brittany Bristow. And it's written by Joie Bokin, who I, she's just knocked it out of the park uh, for all of her movies so far. So that, you know, makes me really excited. And uh, Brittany Bristow's really cute. And Merritt's mm -hmm. cute. And so yeah. I'm hopeful that one will be fun. Okay. You know, they've, there's been uh, so many uh, princess movies this year. I think there will be seven. So it would be cool to kind of end it off on a on a bang. <laughs> but anyway. And, and wait, and this... Sound alike, too. The movies yeah. all sound alike. So it's yeah. that's how I can remember them. How did you end up... How did you feel about the finished product for Love at First Dance and Love at Sea? Whoa. You... So I first start with Love at First Dance. Yeah. I was so proud of that movie. It's one of my very favorite movies that I've done for them. Mm -hmm. And I felt like just everything, like the producers did such an amazing job. Joel Rice, like really put the money on the screen. They went to New York. They shot a couple days there. They really wanted authenticity and not to be like, oh, we're walking around in New York. And it's like so obviously like Canadian flags in the yeah. window. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, wanted, they wanted it to look 
real. And because she was like Broadway and he wants to do theater, it, it just had to have some New York in it yeah. instead of stock photos and everything. So that, it, I thought it just elevated it so much. And they were such a pleasure to work with. And, you know, Rachel Boston and I, we pitched it together. She produced it too. And I always love working with her. She's a delight and she's one of my dear friends. So working with my friend and going up there with her was really fun. And Becca Tobin, who's sort of a new face, we all know and love Niall and we've all worked with him before, you know, everybody that did this movie, we'd worked with him before, but Becca was sort of new to Hallmark and she, I couldn't love her more. She's a delight and she was so good and so lovely and such a pro. Yeah. I, I was so proud of. I really enjoyed it. I thought that it did so many things that most Hallmark movies don't do. I really liked the fact that she, the choices weren't uh, be with the guy and, uh, and uh, be, either be with the guy or have a career. Like she had the choice of here's option A that I can do. I can stay here and run the school, which is a good choice. Or I have option B where I could go to London and do the maybe braver thing, but also a good choice. Like neither one was like an option in her decision. Yeah. I really thought that was great. I really liked the fact that his, his fiance wasn't an ice queen of business. Like she seemed to really have a passion for what she was doing and really seemed to love it. And so I, I really enjoyed that. I thought you did a great job with the breakup scene. I thought that it was actually really sweet and between two people who were friends and who would continue to be friends. I thought you nailed that. I, I really liked the ending because uh, it was just like, I don't know, it was just the beginning of the relationship because they hadn't had a relationship. Like right. they had just been, they were, you know. They were both being appropriate and we never, it, it was a tough nut to crack only because we wanted to make sure that when you're doing something where somebody is falling in love, when they're engaged to somebody else, you have to be so careful to protect the integrity. You don't want this shrew of a fiance because it makes him look stupid. Right. This girl. And you don't want her to look like she's like trying to put her claws into a guy who's already taken. So we re- it was really important that we built it as a friendship yeah, and that they just understood he- each other better than anybody had ever understood them. And that was why they fell in love and, and this developing from a friendship into that. Nobody looked like a jerk in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think you did a really good job. Yeah. yeah was- that was a, it's a tough balance and I didn't feel like either of them were cheating really. Yeah. I did really wish that we got more of a, a, a something between, uh, whatever his girlfriend's name was and Jason Saramac. Yeah. But we had, we had a little bit of that initially and, um, it, it got cut. Yeah. For, um, we just wanted to keep the focus on the, two main characters and we were hoping that it was sort of like an unspoken thing that you kind of knew that they were going to end up together too because they spoke the same language and they had a shared passion and they got each other but we didn't end up going there in the movie yeah 
But that was the, that's the intention. And we, we were talking about, oh, if we get a sequel and then we never heard anything if they wanted to do that, but we, I was gonna definitely go there in the sequel. I was gonna start a sequel with a wedding and you'd think it was their wedding, but it would actually have been Adriana and mm. Gavin's wedding. That's well, that's the thing. We've talked about this a number of times on our podcast that, that like, you know, romance novels, they, they'll start with one couple and then you'll like get a cameo of them in the next one, but it's really about like, they'll have like the fool's gold from Susan Mallory, the, the series. It's each one is about a different couple within the town of fool's gold. Right. And, uh, and I, it would be fun if Hallmark did a little bit of that, you know, it would be like. March is a little bit. It's sort of yeah. an anthology where it's a different wedding every time, but it's also about your main, your Jack and Josie characters too. Yeah, I can see that. But it would be fun. I mean, I feel like maybe we're getting that with Christmas and Evergreen a little bit, uh, but um, uh, it would be it would be fun if they did more of that. I think with series. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes with the sequels, they kind of don't know what to do with it. They're sort of, they're like, well, they've already met. So that's kind of our, our thing. And so they're like, what do we do next with the couple? But people want a sequel. Because the whole, it, it, to me, I don't want to do a sequel there where they break up ever mm -hmm. because the whole, it, it sort of negates the original journey that you just watched them go on. To yeah. Them apart only to bring them back together it has to be other obstacles that I've tried um I've pitched a few and they and they didn't happen but I tried to not go to that place because I don't want to negate this journey we all just went on where we loved watching these people fall in love yeah and so the conflict has to arise from somewhere else yeah yeah I I agree uh so they did good good they did a good job with that with the um perfect bride sequel yeah. i think that that was a really good one i think uh so all right well and then so love at sea which you know we talked at length about the cruise ship which was a super tricky movie to do and they pulled it off they did such a beautiful job it was so hard to film on this ship with 6,000 passengers and they start to film a scene and like a Calypso band starts playing in the background and they just <laughs> they couldn't interfere with the actual crews. They couldn't be like, can you guys keep it down please and stop the limbo or trying to film a movie here. They did not care. They were like, you have to just deal. So a lot of the movie had to be dubbed. They had to do a ton of ADR, which uh -huh. is really mm -hmm. their lines because they didn't get a clean, uh, clean line reading in a lot of these instances. But mm -hmm. they, um, the director of that, Mel Damsky, did um, Homegrown Christmas, the Lori Loughlin movie. So, mm -hmm. and he's so good. And I've worked with him a few times. He's he's wonderful. And I thought that they did such a great job. Yeah, was, and I'm gonna say sometimes I'm pretty picky about my ADR, and that movie didn't bug me for ADR reasons. They did, so they did a great. They mixed it so well, and they took full advantage of the the ship and the romantic places on the ship where they could mine. You know, Carlos and Alexa are like, you know, they're Carlos and Alexa. Like, how can you not just be like, oh, my heart? You know, watching them. Yeah, they're so sweet, and they're so sweet together. I um I was thrilled with it. It was a hard one also because 
when you're dealing with a brand, you have to honor the Hallmark brand, but at the same time, you've got Royal Caribbean and they have their guidelines. So you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen on something like that. And I thought that they did a great job. People complained and they were like, it's like a two hour commercial for Royal Caribbean, but you're like, it's still a movie. Yeah, there's a lot of Royal Caribbean logos in the background, but you can't avoid that on this ship. Yeah, Uh, that didn't bother me at all. I. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was solid. I I particularly liked Carlos singing, and and I, I liked I liked the fact they got a pretty early kiss. I was a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was like we are. Sorry, we are so not losing that scene where he sings. Like yeah. I had to find, and it's it's a cruise. Like of course there's the lounge where everybody sits and the cruise director wears so many hats on a ship that I was like, he's singing and nobody fought me on it. They were like, okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, we were a little bit confused about the, uh, the, the, his boss, like what was her role? Like what, what was her job? Research on like how a cruise ship works, uh-huh. there's the entertainment side. And then there's the hospitality side and they're uh-huh. separate. And she was the general manager for the entertainment side of things. Like it's, it's different. Like all activities and stuff fall under one okay. side. And then like, the, oh, there's, oh God, I think I'm explaining this horribly because there's also like the, the nautical stuff and then there's hospitality. It's that it's nautical and then there's hospitality. So there's the ship, the actual ship operations are one side and then the yeah. hospitality which is entertainment hotel management all of that falls under the other side so mm-hmm. she was the general manager of the hospitality side that's what it is okay gotcha all, gotcha also when he was when when they were pretending to be the celebrity chef yeah was that something just for the people on the boat or was that going out to youtube it was going out to youtube okay yeah so, they were broadcasting all of it to um to all of her, all of her followers. Oh, okay. So this, so, cause I was, I was just a little bit confused about like, if he's a celebrity chef, wouldn't they know what he looked like? Well, I think that that was the whole thing was like, it was supposed to be a joke. It was, that was a oh, it was a sweet thing joke. to figure out that <laughs> he's not coming, but we're going to still do it without him. Yeah. We had a hard time trying to find that big conflict because nothing, none of our conflict could be like, Everybody got norovirus or <laughs> that that was anything wrong with the ship. Something with the event had to fall apart. And it couldn't be anything that the ship could have fixed or that the ship had any culpability. So that's what it went. Oh yeah. It was really hard to figure out. Like he's a jerk. He didn't show up. The ship's perfect. They had nothing to do with it. So finding yeah. that big fourth um act for conflict that at the end of the hour was like oh no it's not showing up it's not the ship's fault it's you know yeah well that makes sense you wouldn't want to have like equal eye in the buffet or something like that we couldn't be like what are some things like we couldn't say oh you got seasick or anything like you can't say anything that would ever deter someone from wanting to go on a cruise yeah understandable because those things are so they're more rare but that's what gets 
that's what gets the headlines when there's like an outbreak on a cruise ship or something yeah. like that. Like it doesn't happen often at all, but it was just like, we couldn't do anything that would shine a light on anything negative cruise wise, which they were giving us a lot of production services and the location and the rooms and all of that. So of course we wanted to protect their brand. Yeah. That makes total sense. Well, I think you succeeded. I enjoyed watching it. I thought all of the summer movies were were really solid. I enjoyed all of them. There were so many great locations. You know, I watch all of them. I mean, some of them, I just, I'm like, we'll half watch while I'm folding laundry or do whatever. But I always want to know what is going on because I don't want to pitch, well, yeah. I pitch a movie that they've already done. I need to know what they're doing. Yeah. So that I don't repeat myself or so that I don't steal inadvertently something that's already been done. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been known to, to watch them while doing laundry as well. So, so don't feel, don't feel bad. <laughs> well, my kids will watch some of them with me. My kids will watch any Danica movie because they love her so much. They'll watch any Danica movie with me. They'll watch Pumpkin Pie Wars. <laughs> they want to watch Pumpkin Pie Wars all the time for some <laughs> that's and, funny um, every once in a while they'll watch it but then the kiss comes and my daughter's like ew <laughs> why do you make them kiss i'm like honey someday you'll get it <laughs> more kisses we want more <laughs> i know it's like oh the one kiss at the end <laughs> i was just giving notes on on pride prejudice and mistletoe i um was watching the cut and i was typing up my notes and sometimes they listen to me and sometimes they don't but i was like we, they, we do not linger long enough on that kiss like you gotta give me a little more uh, something on that kiss please <laughs> yes oh, thank you for being an advocate <laughs> two hours for it yeah give me something i can sink my teeth into <laughs> uh, i was so excited with uh falling for you recently when they have they had a mid movie kiss oh, yeah. it was so exciting i was like yes it was great while <laughs> i i'll throw one of those in yes uh so <laughs> mid movie almost kiss the oh sorry oh i <laughs> The interrupted almost kiss. <laughs> uh, so that's really cool. So, all right. So you have two projects coming up, correct? Mm -hmm. For Hallmark. The one rewrite. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, you did. So the last rewrite on Christmas in Love, which had like 43 different titles. So I'm <laughs> fairly certain Christmas in Love is the final decision. Yeah, that one got Brooke Diorsey and Daniel Lissing. So, uh, and you had talked about uh, pitching a one for him for a while, right? It we had something in development there, and then it was put on hold. And there were a lot of scheduling issues between the two. It was Rachel Boston and Daniel Lissing, and now I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't know what's happening with mm. it. You know, it's sort of fell by the wayside because everybody got so busy and I don't know. Yeah. So what well, I think they called them, they called them Christmas Kringles. Yeah. What, what is a Christmas Kringle? They're these layered pastries. And I guess this is a real thing, which I didn't know. Um, <laughs> they're these layered pastries that have like filling inside and there's, 
there's different kinds. I mean, they were sending pictures of this is what it's going to look like. So I could write to while we were in prep there so that I could have her explaining like, okay, then you do this and then you fold it over and you've got, it's like a very technical science. And the whole, the whole movie is about this guy who's taking over the company from his father. Um, and they have this main factory, which is in white deer, I think white deer, Missouri, or I don't remember exactly the town. It was a long time ago. It's, you know, usually they film in the summer and then my last two Christmas movies were both October. So that feels like three years ago that I wrote this one, but they, um, he's taking over and the dad has this policy that everybody spends time on the bakery floor because you can't really know what it is we do in the, in the corporate culture of our company until you've worked in every single division. Mm -hmm. So this guy's going to be taking over. He has to go on the floor, but he doesn't tell them who he is. So I thought it was going to be called undercover Christmas. That's, that was my suggestion. Cause it's like undercover boss a little bit. And he's got all these ideas for how we can like, productivity and digitize and you know it's very like business 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 and then she's like no it's love and people and happy and then you know <laughs> so he's he learns in the process of coming to coming to this town and working on the bakery floor to make these kringles and that's really what keeps this bakery in business because it's a huge thing around the holidays people come from all around to buy the kringles yeah that sounds fun. I, I, I think Undercover Christmas, much better. I like that title. title. I think that the concern was it sounds like cops, you know. It sounds like police and detectives and FBI, and I don't think they wanted to go there. Yeah, I guess. I certainly like it better. You agree, Amber, that's better than Christmas with love, in love? I mean, I think you could have gone with, like, cookies undercover so it wouldn't sound like a cop undercover yeah undercover kringles or something or like incognito christmas we could i mean there was work there this was <laughs> this was something they should have sent out in the survey that they sent oh yeah <laughs> i think they did want to put kringles in because they were like nobody knows what a kringle is which is true i didn't before i worked on this yeah but it's cute. I think people are going to like it. And, you know, the audience just loves Dan so much. He's such a superstar. And Brooke yeah. Dorsey is just, you watch her and you just smile. Like, you just, like, smile like an idiot. Because you're like, she's so cute. Like, that's me watching the cut. I was such a dodo because I just couldn't stop smiling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's come back from the dead. <laughs> it's very yeah. good. <laughs> I think. Did you I think go to that Hardee's convention? Or you don't go to those? No, we didn't get invited, but uh, yeah, you have to like win a raffle yeah, and then also or be like really fancy. And I guess we're not fancy enough. I don't think you have to be that fancy, do you? Well, um, we weren't invited, so <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not that fancy. <laughs> you have, maybe we do have press that I mean, I know Ruth went, yeah. Ruth, Ruth, and and the after Marissa, Marissa Serafini from After Buzz went uh so let's talk about uh pride and prejudice and mistletoe this is your first film coming out this will be thanksgiving week uh i believe and uh, so that's very exciting so how big of an austin fan would you say that you are so i'm i mean i'm i'm not i'm a colin firth fan like okay. you know, 
comes to when it comes to Jane Austen, it's like it's all about the Colin Firth for me. Uh-huh. And I'm not, and I and I'm I'm not a big Jane Austen reader. I haven't read a bunch of her stuff. And I wouldn't have had time anyway in this one because I came on to this project very late. There was another writer on it. It was July that they brought me onto it. And we knew that at the time we were shooting um, the dates where it was like September 27th was our start date. We ended up pushing a week to October 1st or December 24th or, or September 24th or something. But I came on so late that I didn't read any of the previous writer stuff. There were like, we're starting from scratch. Oh, page one rewrite, huh? It was, it wasn't even a page one rewrite. It was just a complete, like full new project. Wow. They, um, they said, don't read any of these former materials. Don't read the script that none of it was working for what they needed. And I think it was a newer writer. It's not anybody that I know. I think it was somebody new. And then they put me on it in July and I just started from scratch. Wow. And I wrote, it it was literally like six days. I wrote a draft. My first draft was awful and it was done so quickly. And they were like, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. We got to do blah, 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 blah. I got all these notes. We came, I, I literally sat there for another six days just like this because I'm used to having time to put something down let it breathe come back to it with fresh eyes and I didn't have that kind of time yeah so we got it there though it was it was a really tough one but given you know the very quick turnaround but we got it there and it turned out really cute Yeah. We had to change a lot of stuff in the book. The book is fun and edgy and there's some adult content in the book that we just couldn't do. So we had to make some changes. And Melissa Dela Cruz is wonderful and she gets it. She's done she this isn't her first rodeo. She knows that, you know, for Hallmark's brand, there are certain things that just aren't gonna work. And she's sure. On board and supportive of that. Yeah, but this is the Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe book, not the original Pride and Prejudice book. Uh, the uh, so, how, I guess, how would you say that this one is different than the Pemberley movie? Well, because our our Darcy is Darcy Fitzwilliam. Our Darcy is a girl, mm-hmm. and you know our, our wealthy um, investment manager. She's you know wealthy coming home and. Um, Luke Bennett is our working class guy. He owns a restaurant and he's, um, and we've made them, they were sparring partners. They were, um, they were on the debate team together, but they were always like this. They were always at odds. He was always challenging her and, and, uh, he liked to, he was a guy who liked to poke the bear and she's a, a woman who always wants to do everything on her own because she feels like as a Fitzwilliam, she had to prove herself. Nobody was ever going to look at her and say, you've earned that. So she didn't go work for her father. She went out on her own. And it's, there's a lot that's very different. Mm. But we tried to keep that basic, the different kind of cl- classes, the different upbringings and how that indicates, you know, who you are and where you're going. And then we tried to um, 
keep her like she was she's proud the pride element and of course mistletoe you know we gotta have that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we took liberties yeah we took liberties yeah. we kind of had to yeah um, to, to make it work and to distinguish it a little bit more from the Pemberley Manor. So having the role reversal and her being Darcy, um, was, that was a little different. But they have a really cute chemistry together. They had a lot of fun working together. I had um, texted Brendan and I said, do you have a Christmas movie yet? As I was writing it, I said, do you have a Christmas movie yet? He was like, no, they haven't offered me one yet. And I said, um, okay, I'm throwing your name in the mix. And I talked to our exec and she called Michelle Vickery, who's the head of programming. And she's like, we, um, we were thinking of Brendan for this. And, and Michelle was like, approved. You know, I mean, it's like, I threw his name in the mix, but um, it was an easy name to throw out there because they love him so much. And, you know, sometimes I give my suggestions and sometimes they listen. Yeah. So, when he was really he was really cute and so, so was Lacey on the project from like the very get-go yeah, they announced yeah. it i think before they even had a script they announced it with Lacey attached yeah so i'm pretty sure when when brad cravoy who's the producer when he got the property i think he immediately attached Lacey to it That's so she was on board from the very beginning Cool. That sounds fun. Uh, I'm I'm ho hopeful uh, that uh, it'll bring some. Uh, I think I feel like they're gonna have nice chemistry between the two of them. They do. Yeah. Really, and they had fun together, and it shows. It, yeah. It shows. They're good. They're good together. That's cool. So you didn't feel like it all sort of intimidated uh, uh, making the you know Jane Austen kind of inspired adaptation. No. <laughs> feel like I was adapting Jane Austen and that there was that you know I, I, I always feel like I was adapting Melissa de la Cruz and I always yeah. feel a huge responsibility to the author to do right by them uh -huh. but Jane Austen wasn't the one that I wanted to to make happy it was Melissa de la Cruz you know I mean obviously I can't make Jane Austen happy but <laughs> the one that I was concerned about I wanted to do right by Melissa because this was her book and her baby and I wanted her to be happy and yeah. she read i know she read an early draft and she was so okay i hope that she will be very happy with the final product so did you get to go on set for this one so i didn't go to that one the two movies shot at the exact same time oh and i i was gonna go from vancouver to north bay which is outside of toronto it's like a couple hours outside of toronto it's so hard to get to it's like a 14 hour travel day to get to North Bay. And I was like, oh, do I go? Do I not go? And I ended up, I was always gonna go to the Lori one because we pitched to Homegrown Christmas because Lori and I pitched that movie together. Like we were in it together from the beginning. And that one, I was like, I cannot spend two full days traveling. I can't be away from my kids that long. Mm. I just don't. So I did not go to that set which I was sad Then I was sad. And then they would call me from set and I would talk to everybody. And I was like, I'm not there with you. <laughs> You're all off having the party without me. <laughs> but you still got the dailies every day and yeah, stuff like that. Every day. And, um, and, and there were changes that they would call me to make the changes and stuff. So yeah. 
months in contact with them, but I'm happy with how it turned out. They did a great job. And Don McBrady, the director, also directed Christmas in Love. So we had just awesome. done that movie together and then went into this movie. And That's so we cool. already had sort of a rapport and a shorthand with each other. It was good. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, okay, so, uh, so yeah, so homegrown Christmas. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the story for this one that you can. So homegrown Christmas was um, originally like it went through a lot of changes from the original story that we pitched. It was originally about a woman who's like super wealthy and her husband does like a Ponzi scheme and she loses everything and ends up going home and she's the fish out of water and that sort of thing. And we ended up losing all of that because we wanted to make her really strong. And Lori, just like Lacey, is so inherently likable. Yeah. It's hard to make her unlikable, but we were a little bit worried that somebody who's a little hoity-toity wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna play well. So, um, we changed it to the story of Lori plays Maddie Finley and she is a fashion. Um, she has a shoe company that she created on her own. She left her small town. She went to New York and she had this really successful business, um, the shoe company. And she felt like she was so focused on her business. Oh, and when she left the small town, her boyfriend Carter was supposed to go with her. And at the last minute, he opted to not go. And so she went anyway. She wasn't going to give up on her dreams. And she went anyway. And this is now about 20, 25 years later um, when she comes home and she stepped down from her company because she felt like her work got all of her attention and so her actual life she was so busy with this that she didn't focus on her life and she loves what she's built and she loves what she's done but she feels like something's missing she goes home for christmas and she and carter are um you know they butt heads a little bit but he still works for her family's business her family has a furniture company and he works for the family's business. And then they're forced to work together to help out her mother, essentially. And they are so fun together. Um, Victor Webster and Lori Laughlin. They are so cute together and so fun. And Lori was an absolute pleasure from the very, from our very first meeting to yesterday when she texted me that she loves the movie. So, oh yay! <laughs> and we want to do more together because she's just she's a pro. She's wonderful. She's collaborative. She's respectful. She's just really and she's kind to everybody on that set. And I've seen on sets what happens is from you know your star on down, your star sets the tone for your set. And so many of these actresses, they're just so lovely that the set is a wonderful cohesive yeah and yeah establishes that yeah that's a, we've gotten the impression from uh from talking to a lot of these a lot of actresses but it just made me think of particularly talking to Catherine Disher uh she was she would say how at the good witch set how Catherine Bell as number one on the call sheet just right. sort of set the tone Number for the one. whole set yeah and yeah oh, 
that's really, really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's really nice to have, I, I've never had a number one that didn't, that wasn't, um, you know, lovely and wonderful. I really haven't ever experienced that. Yeah. I've heard from other people, not in the Hallmark world about how, you know, some, somebody comes in and they're throwing their diva around and it's no bueno. Yeah. It's not fun for anybody. And people are scared and the crew's all fidgety around, you know, it's just, it's not good, but they don't have, they don't have those in the Hallmark world. Yeah. I went to a concert, uh, uh, this week and I ended up sitting next to this, this, uh, guy who was telling me all about, he, he worked in security and he was telling me all about these crazy, crazy writers that, uh, the, uh, the demand list that some of these, these musicians have. Uh, it was quite, it was quite interesting. Sometimes they do it just because they can. Yeah. Just because they can, they don't really need like, you know, 16, bottles of Perrier from you know this one run off the factory in you know March like they they get so specific about things I think just because they can and they like to they like to prove their their worth that way yeah well glad to hear that none of the none of our queens of Hallmark are 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 behaving in such a such a way I've never experienced or heard so that's good. I think you'd hear if there were. <laughs> yeah. So this sounds really fun. Where was this filmed? We did this one in Vancouver, outside of Vancouver. Uh-huh. In, um, God, where were we? I can't even remember now. It's outside, like near Langley, um, Fort Langley, outside yeah. of Vancouver. It's about an hour drive. And is this your, had you worked with Mal Damsky before? Yes, so that was my third Mel Damsky movie. Oh, right. He did um, Coming Home for Christmas mm-hmm. last year with Danica, and the same producers produced oh. the movie, and he did Love at Sea. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And I love him. He's great. He's, and we have a, I have a good relationship with him, too, so I like, I like knowing the directors and being a part of the team with them when they embrace me and make me part of the process because I like to see a movie through some people turn in their script and be like go take it and run with it but I like to see it through to the very end very very cool uh so do you have any new any projects coming up 2019 that uh we can in the works what is for sure going to be on the schedule I'm actually going to pitch um I have two pitches in one day uh, with Michelle and Randy and Bill, um, one with Danica for Christmas 2019, and one with another company that I'm pitching both of them. So I hopefully will get one of those for next Christmas. I don't have anything lined up for next Christmas yet, Um, but I have a wedding movie that we've been working on for a while called The Last Bridesmaid that is, you know, you can, you know what it's about, The Last Bridesmaid. (laughs) It's sort of reminiscent of the Katherine Heigl movie. What was that one? 27 Dresses. Mm-hmm. It's sort of reminiscent of like the last girl standing after you know, she's the bridesmaid for everyone and when's it her turn. It's really, <laughs> that really it's, fun. And it's the story of uh, my, my, it sounds like the story of my life, except for I haven't gotten the happy ending part yet. <laughs> right. Well, you know, that comes at the end. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
And then I just closed a couple of deals. One for oh. um, one for a summer movie. Um, one, I think it's also summer. And then another wedding. But I don't know if the wedding movie is going to happen for next year, if it'll be for the year after, if they'll decide to move it somewhere else in the in the year or, or how that's going to work. But um, I have four right now that I'm working on. Wow. That's amazing. You're incredible. There's plenty of room for Paul Campbell. Well, I, listen, there's going to be a Paul Campbell in there somewhere. You know, he and I had met when I was up in Vancouver. We had drinks and his wife, Lori, came too because he's friends with my manager. So I feel like I've known him for years and we've communicated and stuff, but we never had met in person. Mm-hmm. And he invited us to this Oscar party when they were living here. My husband and I, we couldn't find a babysitter that night. It was kind of like short notice and my, our nanny already had something. We couldn't find a babysitter, so we didn't go. And I had never met him until we got, until I went to Vancouver. And we've been talking about, we want to do something together. And we were talking about just developing something. Well, you need to get one of these. They need to get one of these in Utah, filmed in Utah. Utah now. I know that would be so fun. <laughs> well, I'll make sure it's a Paul Campbell because I know that I owe I owe Amber as both of you, but I know Amber's you know <laughs> Amber's dream. Uh, I owe you a set visit with Paul Campbell. Oh, we would die. It would be so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be like, well, podcast is over. Can't get better than this. That's right. We peaked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds awesome. We're very excited. So we have a, you've already done our team beat questions, but we have a holiday version. Feel free to give Hanukkah answers to any of these that you want. So I do both. (laughs) Okay, good. That's right. Oh, and don't forget, we really do need a Hanukkah movie. Yeah. I know. I know. I don't know if that, I don't know how that's going to play though. I don't know if that's, if there's a real demand for that, but um, you never gave me your um, prediction or your, your, not your prediction, your, um, your scale for my movies coming up. Cause I haven't watched the preview special yet. Oh yeah. So. Uh, well, I gave uh, Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe a hopeful sock only because I didn't really love the book, but I have full confidence in you and, (laughs) and so I, I'm I'm really hopeful that I will, uh, I will love it. So I'm not even sure I was in a sort of fugue state there for a while (laughs) where it was just like so many movies so fast that I don't even remember, but I feel like I probably would have given it an orange. Does that seem right, Rachel? I think so. I think so. Uh, and you know, honestly, what's that? I'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah. And I, I think we did give diamond rings to the Lori Loughlin. No, I know we gave diamond rings to the Lori Loughlin one because the, the basic synopsis was pretty close to the Emily Osment one, right? Yes. Where they plan like a dance, but I was like, but this one's going to be a million times better. (laughs) Cause I was like, amazing cast nina wrote it mel damsky's directing like it's I too good watching, to- every time Lori just like finished a take i was like nailed it 
Uh. <laughs> Every single time. She is perfection. She is just, I can't say, when I was there and I was sitting there on set and just, I was like, she just gets it. Well, I recently became a true, I guess, Lori Laughlin fan because I really enjoyed the Garage Sale Mysteries. I thought they were funny. I thought they were engaging. I really thought that she was great in those. And I think it's, uh, it, I mean, I, not that I was against her by any means, but I don't know. I was just, I went from being, yeah, she's cool to being, oh, I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> Because I love that. I thought it was so good. Another wheel of them next year. They're going to do like four more. Oh, yay. So I'm pretty sure I heard that. That's good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday drink? My favorite holiday drink. I mean, I'm on a rose kick, so I got to go with rose. And that goes for any holiday, right? Hallmark answer should have been cocoa, but now I'm gonna go with rose. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> you live your, you follow your passions, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Oh, so you know, Danica's mom made that Yule log last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the greatest thing. It's like a giant ho ho, but it's like sitting on a cloud. It's <laughs> delicious. Thing ever I'm for sure gonna go with that <laughs> very good yeah you can't go wrong I mean cake <laughs> rusty, it's like up and it's got this just creamy like light with deliciousness like rolled inside and it's I mean I I would literally you know how you would eat a ho-ho like this I would just take the whole thing and just be like ah like it's a <laughs> It was so amazingly good. I think I probably even told you this. I ate it for breakfast the next day. Yeah. yeah did you have, like, we know the Kringle. Did you have any other uh, uh, desserts that you had to kind of bring to research for Christmas in these others? No. I, well, I did do a, a little like chestnut, roasted chestnut thing and Luke's character in Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe makes chocolate chestnut pie, which I don't even know if that's a real thing, but I invented it. What's it again? Chocolate chestnut pie. Oh, interesting. I don't know. <laughs> he did it. He makes it. Uh, if, they do the, uh, if they do the novelization, uh, I, mean, I guess it's already books. They can do a novelization. But if they did, then they could have that be the recipe at the end, you know, like they do. Oh, you know, right. books. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We do have in Lori's movie. We do have a cookie swap though, and uh, and it's a cookie swap that goes a little awry, they, where they share like their recipes, and one of the people refuses to share a recipe, and it kind of goes rogue, and and <laughs> and so she has like a fudge fudge cookie with peppermint bark, Ooh. with her homemade peppermint bark. So there's that too. So that can go in the book of homegrown Christmas because that's okay. what I'm <laughs> that's I have so many desserts I had no I didn't even realize how many desserts are in my yeah. <laughs> awesome okay and then what is your favorite holiday song oh I love you know the Mariah Carey yeah that's the best I mean if that comes on the radio and now they have this hallmark um serious 
serious uh, Hallmark Christmas channel. Yeah. And I just turned it on for the first time this morning when I was driving my kids to school because I have serious in my car. And that I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I, that song comes on, that Mariah Carey song. I think I'm Mariah Carey. And I'm just like, <laughs> my kids are in the backseat. Like, you sound bad. You're like, <laughs> I just like, go for it. I love that song. Yeah. You're like, that feels like the holidays to me. Yeah. If you think that we can't listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving, take a listen to this. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want to say this to people who are like, it's not even Thanksgiving lit. I'm like, you know, Jingle Bells dashing through the snow is about Thanksgiving. Come at me. <laughs> that yeah it's a thanksgiving song so if you don't if you consider that to be christmasy then mm, i guess uh you're wrong and so why do you gotta be a scrooge (laughs) so you don't so don't watch if you don't watch that's right ruin everybody else's joy why you gotta be a killjoy (laughs) (laughs) people are ready for some christmas joy so let them have it yeah yeah it's the whole point of christmas it's supposed to carry it all the year long right yeah. People keep saying, I keep reading like comments. People keep saying Hallmark should just have like a Hallmark Christmas channel where they just all year round air all their Christmas yeah. movies. It would be a big hit, I feel. Content for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no I agree with that. Or they should just have all the movies always available on Hallmark movies now. But yeah. Yeah. Right. We didn't do favorite Christmas movie yet, right? No. We just have been talking about them. No, which... my favorite Christmas movie like all time. Yeah. Yeah. Elf. Oh, that is so good. It's really Elf. funny. Really I funny. It. I can watch it every year. And I tried to make my kids watch it last year and they were like, eh, okay. Like they they liked the beginning and then they were like, well, I don't care about a guy in a publishing company. And then they <laughs> But um I, I'm gonna keep trying. Yeah. I love Elf. I keep at it. It's so funny. I love when he goes into that coffee shop. Congratulations. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, yeah. When he's like, "You're not Santa," right? Yeah, <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. Yeah, my husband always says that. He's like his favorite quote. We love that movie. It's an excellent choice. Yeah. All right, and then what is your favorite holiday tradition? Like decorating so, a tree or something like that. Like any holiday or. Christmas specifically. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You're the boss. So, well, my, I mean, my favorite is, you know, I'm Jewish and my husband's not. So my family gets Thanksgiving, his gets Christmas, and there's just never been a debate about it. It's always, oh, nice. it's always been that way. So it's not like we have to, oh, we get Christmas with my family this year or your family or whatever. So um, I love Christmas week with, I mean, uh, Thanksgiving week with my family and we go and we stay at my parents' house and my sister and her kids live there too. And everybody spends the night at my parents' house every night. And we, oh, it's just like, it's like a bunch of sleepover, you know, it's sleeping bags all over the floor and everybody stays there. Um, so that when we all are together and we spend 24 seven together, all of us for a couple of days. And I love that. But this year, my nephew just went away to college and he's not coming home for Thanksgiving. So Ooh. City. He's a New Yorker now. So he's in New York being a musical theater guy. 
And so he's not going to be there. I'm sad about that. That's my favorite. He's grounded. He's so grounded. <laughs> I'm a New Yorker now. What are you going to do? Have you is a memorable gift that you have either given or received? Oh my gosh. Like, do you have a Red Rider BB gun moment? Like, the thing you wanted? Right. God, have I never gotten anything that I can't think of? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I like the things that I give. When I give to, the things that I remember are the things that I give to my kids that they get so excited about. Like my daughter really wanted a um, an American Girl doll, and she was like, "Oh, I want it, I want it, I want it." And I was like, "Those things are expensive, by the way. They're like crazy expensive." So I bought her like the faux American Girl doll, the Target (laughs) brand one, and she opened it and she was like. It's an American Girl doll. She didn't know the difference because she was little and she, you know, didn't know how to read yet. She's an American Girl doll. She was like, Santa gets me. (laughs) Santa did, but she was just like, it's seeing those moments, like that's the stuff that I'm just like, oh, I love them so much. That's so. But then she had, then her cousin was like, that's not a real American Girl doll. Uh, (laughs) You're like, it's a Canadian Girl doll. <laughs> this doll will star in a Hallmark movie. It's American Girl clothes. Yeah. It's fine. She looks just like it. She's like, no, American Girl dolls. That like, I don't know if it's like the skin is fuzzier. There's something that she looked at it and she was like, That's not real. I was like, you're not family anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you're not healthy. <laughs> but then her mom, who I'm really close with, was like. Don't say that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> her name's Kaylee, and there's a character in Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe that I named Kaylee. Oh, Rachel's close cousin. That's really cute. Rachel, my daughter. Yeah. Okay. So, oh wait, you're. I'm still going. Yeah, you're Rachel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, and then Scrooge or the Grinch? Who do I like better? Yeah. See, the, uh, Rachel wrote this question. I, I had a problem with the Grinch, for sure. Well, they're both kind of <laughs> grouchy characters about Christmas, so. Ah, uh, that, that's fair. Yeah. Colored lights or clear lights? Clear. I agree, I agree. I like um, clean and crisp and sharp and I like clear. Yeah. Nina, you get me. <laughs> Just Santa, like Santa also. Your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get me too, All right. And then are you a good gift wrapper or a not so good gift wrapper? I'm like, here's a, a bag from the grocery store with some tissue paper in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's the it's a good way. All right. And then what is your ugliest sweater? Christmas sweater. I bought one for last year for um, coming off of Christmas. We did a screening party and I bought a, this like weird looking like ugly sweater that says Merry Christmas, you filthy animal on it. And uh, I would have to say that probably. Yeah. Well, it sounds incredible. (laughs) 
was, you know, bought for a purpose, but I would say it's not attractive <laughs> in any way. <laughs> Great. Well, you passed the test once again. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I get so nervous. I get so nervous that I'm going to disappoint you. I no. think all I have to do is bring up Paul Campbell and I'm like, they still like me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I know that you get me. <laughs> well, you're the best. We love you. Oh, you guys are too. Thank you. Thank you for always supporting me and my career and my movies, even if they sometimes get socks. Okay. <laughs> it's just a preview. So. I mean, you might, you might give me socks. I don't know. Yeah. We, I mean, I'll be fair. We are super unbiased. Yeah. yeah. We judge on the work product and the work product alone. I get no special treatment. You know, I'm at the three timers club. <laughs> yeah. Even though we are constantly being like, well, Nina could write that. Like we're coming up with our fantasy stories of movies we want and we're, <laughs> yeah, Nina can write it. And then <laughs> Paul Campbell star. All right. <laughs> yeah so okay but you gotta give me like four months to get some work done no i mean this is there is literally no deadline on any (laughs) for a couple of months because i'm already like closed closed (laughs) yeah it'd be great i mean we could just we could just set up a whole movie just based on people we've interviewed because we could have Lee Friedlander direct because we interviewed her. We could have you write. We could have... Well, we have to have like a writer's room. It would have to yeah. be like me and Tracy and Joa, yeah. And Joa, yeah. We'll yeah. all we'll all have a writer's room. Oh my gosh. It would be I can't even imagine how amazing the dialogue in that movie would be. Oh. It would be <laughs> so good normally to each other there's a lot of four-letter words that don't <laughs> <laughs> we can maybe have it be we can we can like submit it to showtime or something or netflix or something like that. it's certainly not going to be on brand for hallmark but we we know the brand we know how to get it there <laughs> good, good uh well how can people find you on like social media or whatever if they if they want to so I'm on Twitter. I think on Instagram I'm Nina Weinman Swift. I think on I think on Twitter I'm Nina Weinman Swift too. I think I'm both. Great. Um, yeah, I'm, that's that's me. Okay, great. We'll have that in the description section. And Amber, how can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. So check that out and make sure you're following the podcast, Hallmarky Spod, on all of our social media. Please put in your reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and that would be great. And uh, thanks again, Nina. We're so looking forward to your all your many upcoming projects and uh, Merry Christmas. And happy Hanukkah. That's right. Happy Halloween Thanksgiving, really. And happy Thanksgiving. And Halloween, which was two days ago. And Veterans Day. All the holidays. Happy happy everything. Merry all of it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye.